Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. It's time for the 49ers Rush Podcast. Here's your host, John Chapman. All right, welcome to another episode of the 49ers Rush Podcast. I am your host, as always, John Chapman, and this marks a turning point. One, um, do want to say thank you to all of the new listeners on Instagram Live. We are continuing to add as many ways as possible for you guys to take part in this podcast. Uh, you know, we're at Twitch, Instagram. All you have to do is look up 49ers Rush Podcast. Uh, we're on Periscope. We're on Twitter. We are everywhere. Spotify, YouTube. YouTube live all of those things and here's the deal we are now going to change into one of my favorite times of the year this is where I got my start uh, covering the NFL draft it's been my passion since I was goodness I, I can't even remember how far back it goes nice haircut appreciate that Charles Barr <laughs> uh, longtime friend of the show Charles Barr is hanging out with us on NFL Express and as always if you guys have any questions please tag me in that at John Chapman on the the, the comment so that I can get to that but what we're going to be doing today we're going to focus on one position as much as possible and that's the safety position. We're going to work our way back to front, and we are going to be covering each position in detail. Now, the two safeties that I would like to cover the most today, and we'll, you know, we'll bounce around, and I've got about five different guys I'd like to talk about, but I want to focus on the top-tier safety picks because I do believe both of them will be a viable option for the 49ers' first pick, and that's the 31st overall pick. Now, <laughs> if, if you know anything about where the 49ers' draft status is, it's rough it is bleak to say the least our first pick is in the first round number 31 overall we do not have a second third or fourth draft pick and so after that you know we have two fifths one sixth and then two sevenths and I do not believe we will have any compensation picks awarded so that is not going to be a thing that is going to take place either so uh, we have very limited draft capital but that's okay because this team has so much returning that, you know, we are top five in returning starters next year going into the 2020 season in the NFL. So it's not like that you have to plug a lot of spaces on this team because we saw this evident in the 2019 draft class. And John Lynch said this. It's not like you can just go out there and draft somebody in the 5th, 6th, 7th round. That's going to make this roster. And we saw that as some draft picks were cut. Guys like Caden Smith, you know, the tight end out of Stanford that eventually got on with the New York Giants and started several games for them. This is a difficult roster to make. And as John Lynch and Kyle Shanahan have come into the 49ers, 
We continue to see this transition moving through improving this team. At first, it was get everybody you can. We've got to just get guys to play. Then it was finding chief kind of cornerstone pieces. And now you kind of have everything that you want in place, but you want to upgrade at some positions. You know, with the way that the NFL salary cap is designed, there's no team in the NFL that is solid, you know, inside out. There's none. So you have to find a way to make your team better despite picking the 31st player in the draft. And because of position scarcity, you're going to find a couple things. Number one, the safety position I think needs to be addressed. Can you keep Joukowsky Tar and can you re-sign uh, Jimmy Ward? I, I think that's a possibility, but there are some concerns there. Um, you know, whenever you look at the safety position, what is it that you want? Do you want just the, you know, staying with the name of the position? Do you just want it to be safe? Or do you want to create turnovers and things like that? Because in Tart and Ward, you didn't get any turnover production whatsoever. Neither one of them had an interception. Uh, you know, <laughs> Joukowsky Tart only had two passes defensed on the year. Jimmy Ward had eight with zero interceptions. And if we go back to... Bill Walsh, one of the greats, uh, the great, he put out in his scouting notes and he put his criteria for uh, scouting this position. And here are the nine criteria that he kind of sig signaled out whenever he wrote up this position. I adapted it a little bit just to make it a little more friendly. But uh, here's how he goes in this order. And we're going to jump into some film of Grant Delpit and Xavier McKinney here in a second. But the number one thing is play recognition, which both these players have in spades. Ball skills. And this is what the 49ers are missing. They're not getting any of that from their safety position. Two years in a row now, they have not generated any turn interceptions from the back half of this defense. The corners have put up a lot this year, um, but the safeties have not. In fact, the only turnover or interception took place from Tarvarius Moore uh, in the Super Bowl, and he only had five snaps. And so even if you look at Marcel Harris, the other backup strong safety, uh, he had twice as many passes defensed despite only having one-third the snaps of Joukowsky Tart. Now, am I saying I want those guys starting over Jimmy Ward or Tart? No, that's not what I'm saying at all. I'm saying it, for Bill Walsh and lots of other draft kind of analysis that analysts out there, ball skills, the number two most important thing, we have none. And so this is one area I think the 49ers can improve in. Now, uh, moving on through that, number three is closing speed, being able to uh, minimize the distance once the ball is in the air. Four, fluid hips, being able to change direction against double moves, moving from the number one to two wide receiver, vice versa, supporting the run game five, sideline to sideline speed all the way down at six. You know, yeah. when people watch the combine, which is only two weeks away, really excited about that. The speed is such a huge indicator for fans and not so much for the front office. Yeah, you want that, you know, 4-3, 4-4 speed on the back end. But for Bill Walsh, again, you know, you look at guys like Ronnie Lott, wasn't the fastest guy ever. Um, number seven, effort motor. Eight, consistent tackler. And the last thing on the list for Bill, top end speed. It is important. But it's not the most important. That's not what it is. So uh, what I want to do now is we are going to, let's do this. Let's jump into some film. And we are going to start off with my number one safety 
Um, this is going to be the stud uh, himself, Grant Delpit, number seven. And as you see this, and again, you're going to see the film that we're using. Um, I put this up on my Patreon account. If you want to go through, I did an 18-minute breakdown just on his film, walking through what he does well, what he does incorrectly, uh, places he can improve, and all those things. Uh, if you want to join that, it's $8 a month. It's a Frank Gore tier. All you do is head over to Patreon.com, type in 49ers Rush Podcast, and I'll be doing several of these videos a week. Now, it is on uh, YouTube, so me scamming back and forth, it doesn't work quite as well as the NFL app and all those things, but it, you're going to get to see what he does well. Now, the number seven is very important because LSU does not give that uh, position out or that number out to whoever wants it. You have to earn it. Uh, guys like uh, Patrick Peterson, Tyron Matthew, Leonard Fournette, it is one of those numbers that you have to fight for. And it makes sense that Grant Delpit got it. 6'3", 201. And the things that kind of stand out to me most, uh, I've watched way too much of this kid's film. I, I had a huge draft crush on him. Um, it was starting back in 2018, which if you would have said the 49ers have a shot at this kid at 31, everybody would have said there's no way in hell. But uh, his 2019 season did leave some wanting because he had a little bit more missed tackles than we had seen in the past. So his tackling range took a little bit of a knock, but he still won the Jim Thorpe Award as the best defensive back in all of college football. Um, on top of that, back-to-back -back years as a first-team All-American in SEC over Xavier McKinney. And if you do have Xavier McKinney over Grant Delpit, there's nothing wrong with that. Uh, it, totally, it's pick your poison. It's For me, Grant Delpit brings ball skills, range, and he's mean as hell. Loves to hit. He is always around the ball. He is one of those guys that just, he is going to have an impact, and everybody's going to feel it. That's just what it is. He's a three-year starter. Started as a true freshman for LSU, which, you know, if you want to call that defensive back university, that's what they want to claim and all those things. That's fine. I, I'm a University of Texas guy, and I still believe, uh, you know, LSU definitely has the edge there this past decade. Um, yeah. But anyway, we look at his stats over these three and a half years, or the three years as a starter. Never missed a game. So durability is, is A+. plus. He did injure his clavicle. Broke his clavicle in a spring game, but he didn't miss any time. So this is a guy that played through the SEC, never missed a game. You're going to see him get shaken up in the Florida game, but he came out and finished the game. Um, eight interceptions as a career, 24 passes defense, two forced fumbles, seven sacks, and 199 tackles. He does it all. He can play everywhere you want. He took some snaps at linebacker. Uh, he's played on the defensive line as a force blitzing player. Uh, slot, no problem man-to-man. -man. Again, 6'3", so you can match him up, and you'll see in this Florida game, he's going to match up with a huge tight end. So uh, there's a lot there that this guy can do. Uh, you can keep him out there. He's an every-down player at safety. If you want to get small and do dime packages, you can move him to the linebacker position and bring in an additional safety or slot corner. He can do it all. He can play a linebacker just fine. Uh, he loves to hit. He loves being involved in things. The main hiccup that keeps him from being kind of that top 15 player is he arm tackles a little bit too much. And his 2018 film was better than his 2019 film. But if you are one of those people like I am, I want somebody that's going to cause turnovers, wreak havoc, and be involved in all plays. That's Grant Delpit. That's who he is. Now, again, we are two weeks before the scouting combine. 
Uh, how is he going to test? Are we going to get you know validation of his speed and his range and his hit movement and all that stuff, which the film shows he has those in spades. So it's not like if he has like an amazing combine, you want to move him up a lot more. But it's just one more validation. Okay, the speed is there. We see it on film, and then we get to see it proved and kind of just a box checked off through the combine and that's what the combine brings us um and again you can see if you're watching with us on youtube live periscope or twitter uh, this is whenever he got shaken up versus florida and he got shaken up by denying touchdown <laughs> he laid out completely to hit a 250 pound tight end coming across the middle and broke up a touchdown play and he didn't miss too much time he came back in the second quarter so he wasn't out very long now a couple little bit of background information that I find uh, very helpful. And again, just want to say thanks to all the people at NinersRush.com that are putting in the back work and helping me out. Brandon Zenos uh, just doing a lot of research and just helping me out. Cannot say thanks enough to that guy. And we've got a lot of guys that are working, so just want to give them credit. Uh, Grant Delpit, raised in New Orleans, um, you know Louisiana, that's where he's from. He is one of the kids that had to leave after the Katrina took place, displace his family, and then once he got I mean he was offered by everybody everybody wanted this kid he was a four-star prospect he was the number 10 rated safety coming out of high school and he, everybody wanted this kid 25 offers from D1 programs he chose LSU he said it was his dream he knew all along that's where he was going to go um, and that's where he showed up now what are his player comparisons? And again, you see him high point the ball there and, you know, the ball gets deflected out and he loses possession at the very end. But that is what he brings over Xavier McKinney. You know, the stats, uh, they're good for both of them. Don't get me wrong. But if we look at just the difference, you know, eight interceptions for Delpit, five for Xavier McKinney. Uh, 24 passes defense for Delpit, 15 for Xavier McKinney. And I think that's the difference. You know, if you want the for sure tackler, the kind of uh, lay the hammer, lay the wood guy in the box, I think you're going after Xavier McKinney, and we'll show some of his film here in a second. But if you want that ball hawking safety, uh, it's Grant Delpit. I, I really do think it's him. Now, there are some other safeties in this class, Ashton Davis, Brandon Jones, handful of other guys, and I, I do like Ashton Davis. But I don't like Ashton Javis really in the first or second round. I have a third round grade on him now. Um, you know, I've only done three game films on him. We'll have to see how he tests. Uh, he is in the, basically an Olympic hurdler, so he's going to test off the charts whenever it comes to. Um, you know, just speed, straight line speed. Ashton Davis out of Cal, 6'1", 195. Uh, he's, he's, he's a fast kid. 13.5 in the 110 hurdles. He's he's an athlete, but he likes to hit. The problem is change of direction shows up consistently on film as a major cause of concern. So very curious to see if, you know, what his, two, his three cone, what his shuttle, all those things are, how his hips work. Because right now, I, I do not see Ashton Davis as a single high safety option uh, for the 49ers. I just don't see it. I think a cover two is probably what he's going to need. But uh, we'll see. Uh, maybe he can prove to us that he can do a little bit more than that. Um, but again, not quite sure that's what uh, he can do. Let's get into a couple questions as the film is still going there. From Vincent Johnson. Um, John, what do you think the 31st overall is worth in a trade down? Man, that is an awesome question. So I have tried to find... 
the three most likely suitors based on draft capital uh, to get up into that number 31 spot. Because again, as we said, 49ers don't have a you know second, third, or fourth round pick. So they're going to have to find a way to maximize value. And, you know, if there's an absolute stud there at 31, you take them. But uh, definitely fans are saying trade back, gather picks. Now, the 49ers have been pretty bad in the first round anyway. Uh, you know, you got Mike McGlinchey, that was a hit. You got Nick Bosa, that was a hit. But you also have Solomon Thomas and uh, good old Reuben Foster. So <laughs> there's there's been two hits and two misses. Uh, again, the Reuben Foster was at pick 31 we traded up to. But the three that I can get to, and again, the trade value chart set up by Jimmy Johnson a long time ago, um, it, it's held true very, very well. Now, quarterback trades at the top of the chart, throw, that, throw the chart out. If you're trading for a quarterback in the top 10, throw it out. It doesn't make sense. But um, ever since this chart's come out, everybody uses this as a reference point to get trade conversations going. But again, quarterback trades, throw it out. The 31st pick, according to this chart, is worth 600 points, okay? So if we're going to trade out of the 31 spot, the three most likely scenarios I found were the Falcons, Jets, and Giants. So uh, hear me out, and, and here's a couple trades, and I put this up on Twitter a while ago. Um, I'll retweet it, the results now uh, just so everybody can see it. If you want to head over to at jail underscore Chapman, uh, just retweeted those results, over 700 votes on which trade they would prefer, and I'll start with the last place trade and work our way up, the Falcons. So the Falcons get two picks from us, number 31 and number 156, okay? So basically, we're giving up our first round pick, and we're giving up our fifth round pick, but we get number 47 and 55. So they have two picks, so both two second rounders. Um, so again, would you give up a first and a fifth for two second rounders, you're going to drop back considerably about 15 spots to the second round. But, it, you know, I haven't finished out. You know, I'm going to do over 150 grades before it's all said and done. But last year's draft, there were about 19 guys that most people had first round grades on. And then there wasn't really much of a difference between 20 and 50. And so if that's the case and you see that in this draft as well, you drop it back to get two fifths is awesome. Now, the Jets trade, again, I had us given up number 31 and number 56, so our first and fifth round, the 49ers first and fifth round pick, and we would get 48, 68, and 117. So instead of you know getting those two second round picks, now you're getting a one, a very early third, and then 117 on top of that. So you're getting back a second, third, fourth for a first and a fifth. I, I love that trade as well. But the fan favorite was the Giants, and you just give up number 31 by itself. Now, I don't know if the Giants would do this. I think they're kind of in a rebuilding mode, but you never know with David Gettleman, the worst general manager in all of sports. Um, so 49ers give up number 31 by itself, nothing attached to it, and they fall back only five spots. They get number 36, 98, and 107. So again, 36, 98, 107. So again, you're, you're getting a very early second round pick. You're falling back just five spots. But because of that, you're picking up a whole bunch. You know what I, I mean? And that's the thing. The 98 and 107, those are going to be, uh, you know, you're talking very late third and a fourth. So then your picks would be second, third, fourth, 
two fifths, a sixth, two seventh. Now, do the 49ers roster have that much spot, or, you know, that much availability to make this roster? I don't think so, but it would give you some flexibility to bounce around. And even if the Giants don't come calling with an offer like that, believe me, that number 31 spot is valuable, especially if there's a quarterback late that somebody wants to trade up for because you get that extra fifth-year option. And I think that's what's kind of key um, to, to that spot. So definitely there's going to be some trades there. Um, if somebody does fall that I have a first-round grade on, I want to get them. I, I I just I want Delpit. <laughs> I really do. Uh, if he is available there, I would like to take him. Safety's fall. Uh, Drew, to answer your questions, how many free agents have been resigned? None as of yet. Um, think we'll take Delpit in the draft. I sure as hell hope so. Uh, I, I would love to have that guy. From Mr. Miller, uh, do you think we need a free safety? Didn't Moore play well uh, with, while Ward was out? He did. I, I think we need two safeties. To be honest with you. I would like, you know, Jimmy Ward is a free agent now, which I think he's going to get about $9 million. Uh, will he give us a discount? I don't think he wants a one-year deal, and he wants to stay at safety. Are you Again, the question goes back, Miller, to what is it that you want in this position? Do you want safe, and do you want kind of calm, cool, and collected like we've had, or do you want playmakers that are going to go get interception and make game-changing plays? That's what I want. So I love... Tarvarius more, and I think that he should be more than a dime player. Um, do I think that he is as good as Delpit? No. I don't think that we have a safety on our roster as good as Delpit. I don't think we have a safety on our roster that's as good as Xavier McKinney. Now, maybe as a rookie, then they'll be up there. Uh, you know, people asking about Jamal Adams. Yeah, if you could trade a first round pick for him and get him, that'd be great. But then you're also going to have to pay him. And he wants top tier safety money. So now you're giving up your first round pick and. I mean, he's going to get close to $14 million off the top of my head. I'd have to look at the top safety money, but it's going to be a lot. Uh, Mr. Superfly, do you think we trade Solomon Thomas? Oh, my God, I wish we could. I don't think that they do. Um, I would do Solomon Thomas in a fifth for a fourth-round pick um, just because it would free up some money because the 49ers don't have much cap space. It's right at $20 million right now, just under. Now they're going to extend the cap, as they always do. Um, but yeah, I would love to do that. Dante Pettis for a pick again. I, I don't think anybody's going to, and this front office has shown they do not give up on players. I mean, Solomon, Dante Pettis was a healthy scratch for the Super Bowl, but I don't think that they want to give up on him just yet. We, we haven't seen that type of behavior for the front office. Trent, I see you saying a fifth for Thomas, six for Pettis. I would take both those trades in a heartbeat. I really, really would. Um, if you, if, I'd be fine with both those. I love Solomon Thomas and Dante Pettis. I think that they're great people. I was very, very high on both of them. But Thomas is not a good football player and makes so many mental mistakes through penalties, jumping off sides. He's just never in the moment. Um, he gets washed down and run a uh, game consistently. Pettis, again, Kyle Shanahan, something happened with these guys to where Shanahan just lost trust or Jimmy G did. So if that's the case, get him in another situation to where he's going to be successful. Um, I, I don't, I don't know what else to say there. Now let's, uh, let's see here. Let's jump over now. Let's do some Xavier McKinney talk. Um, the stud safety from Alabama. And, you know, anytime you talk about a secondary player from Alabama, you gotta, you gotta talk about Nick Saban, who I think, I think he's the best secondary coach anywhere in the country, college, high school, whatever, NFL, he's the best. Every single 
secondary player that comes out of there is very, very well coached, and they do a hell of a job. Now, Xavier McKinney's 6'1", 200, and he's exactly what you expect from a Nick Saban secondary player. Um, he, he doesn't make mistakes. He's always where he needs to be. He's the captain of the defense. Anytime there's an audible, everybody turns and looks at McKinney, and he gets everybody set. Now, the things that stood out to me most with McKinney, he's a tackling machine with an attitude and versatility. And whenever he hits, everybody feels it. Uh, it doesn't take long when you turn on the film to see this guy just come up and just waylay people. Um, whenever, again, he doesn't want to tackle you. He wants to run through you. And because he does it textbook-wise, which you don't see a lot anymore, I think this is one of the big plays here. Again, if you're watching us with YouTube Live, Periscope, or Twitter, uh, you know this is quarterback draw, and Xavier McKinney just comes up, and he's going to put his helmet in your chest, and he's going to drive through you. Um, so if you are into that huge enforcer over the middle that's going to make tight ends and all that stuff scared to run routes over the middle, that's Xavier McKinney. That's not Grant Delpit. But again, if production against the ball, you know, passes defense, interceptions of that note, that's going to be Xavier McKinney. Now, another area where Xavier McKinney excels over Grant Delpit is forced fumbles. He's got six forced fumbles on his career to only two for Grant Delpit. Now, let's go through the stats real quick uh, for what McKinney's been able to put up. Two-and-a-half-year starter at Alabama. He didn't start his freshman year till about halfway through. Uh, five interceptions, 15 passes defense, six forced fumbles, 175 tackles, six sacks, and two defensive touchdowns. Now, top-in speed is a little bit of a concern uh, that I have with him. It's it, his technique and awareness. They're off the charts. He knows what's happening at all times. Uh, he is always where he needs to be. You're never going to see him out of position. It's just not what happens. He he's kind of a Minka Fitzpatrick light, and and this happens a lot whenever because programs like Alabama they have a prototypical safety size and kind of look, and they target guys that are similar to that. And he's so similar to Mika. His demeanor, he's the calm, cool, collected safety. He's not the guy that's going to be up in your face like Tyron Matthew and talking trash and barking at people. It's not what he does. He is all, he, he's, he's like a duck, right? Where above water, he's calm, cool, collected. Underneath, his feet are going crazy. He's not one of those guys that's just like an absolute blur on the screen because he's, he's like the Zach Thomas safety model where because he knows where the play is going through film and discipline and all those things, he's always where he needs to be. Whereas, again, back to Grant Delpit, he's a little bit more man on fire. You're going to see him screaming all over the film, uh, all over the field. And so, again, big difference between the two and how they do, but he's just so calm all the time. Sometimes you wish he would hit that kind of fifth gear, but you just don't see it. Um, and it doesn't matter who he's playing, whether it's Auburn, LSU, he's just always calm and c collected. The moment is never too big for him. And I think he's one of those guys that's going to be playing in the NFL for a long time. Uh, both of these guys are. But if you're talking ceiling, I think Grant Delpit has that over McKinney. If you're talking safer, I think then you're going McKinney. Um, so there's definitely some options there. And kind of what you see, uh, he can play in the box. Again, he plays all the positions. Um, 
really excited for what he does. It, it, he's he's a better Jimmy Ward. Let me say that. <laughs> a better Jimmy Ward, a Minka Fitzpatrick light. That is who Xavier McKinney is to me. Um, now, uh, here we go from All-Star Luna. What about Sherman going to safety? I don't really get this question. Everybody keeps saying that. Richard Sherman needs to stay at corner. He was the number three. There's no argument you can make that Richard Sherman was not a top three corner last year. So I don't know why you would move him away from a premium position to a safety position. Now, you could say, well, he's not fast. He doesn't have the speed. He gave up one touchdown to a running back all year. That's it. One touchdown. Um, did he get beat by um, shoot Sammy Watkins in the Super Bowl on the fade route? Yeah, he did. But he didn't get beat because of speed. He got beat because he took the outside stem, got out of phase, and then turned around and you know missed the play that way. He didn't get beat because he was just burnt. You go back and watch that play, and again, I put this up here, uh, the defensive breakdown. You can go watch it. And again, if you're a Patreon member, go watch it. I, I went over the play five times. Nobody burned Richard Sherman this year. And so I, I personally want him staying at corner. He's never been fast. He was a 4'6 guy coming out of Stanford as a rookie. Uh, he's a technique guy with height, and eventually, yeah, maybe it's going to stop. We have Sherman one more year under contract. I want him staying at corner. And, and so if you are one of the people that's like, look, we don't need to sign another safety at 31 or draft another safety at 31. We have three guys. Uh, you know, Even if we let Jimmy walk, let's let Tarvarius Moore start. I'm fine with that. Then I want to address the corner position because long term, I'm scared. Are you comfortable? The only player that we have coming back is Akello. Now, we'll keep, or we have a restricted free agent, Emmanuel Mosley. But again, Sherman's done next year. Akello's done next year. Um, I'm not comfortable with those three as my corner. Um, I do think Akello has some more to offer, even though he's been, <laughs> you know, a fan favorite to pick on, I guess you should say. But I don't think that he's one of those players we want to hinge our future on. Um, you know, on a later episode, I'll go through a whole bunch of corner film, and there are a lot of corners that, you know, could be available there at 31 or if we trade back. I don't think trading up's going to be an option for the 49ers. We just don't have the draft capital to do it. The only way we could is if we package a player with it or if we include 2021 draft picks, which we still have those. <laughs> the front office has been kind of, you know, a mortgaging thing, which you had to go get Emmanuel Sanders. Definitely don't regret that. Um, you know, we'll talk about wide receivers and the future of all those things, but that's kind of where we're at. Um, Hopefully you guys enjoyed this talk, and we're it's it's NFL draft stuff now. I'm going to sprinkle in a couple of football one on one episodes, uh, just covering you know what it means, football gap integrity, all that kind of stuff. Go through the whole numbering system, route trees. So we've got a lot of stuff coming for you. Uh, Niners 49ers Rush Podcast not going anywhere. Make sure you follow us and hit subscribe. And if you really want to help us out, here's the deal: we need you to review the show. Uh, so if you have Apple. Uh, iTunes, whatever, go review the show. That helps us a lot just with the numbers and gets us out there. So I would really appreciate that. Hit that like button wherever you're listening. And we're not going anywhere. This is uh, It's draft time, baby. I'm excited. And for those of you who are going to be going to the draft in Las Vegas, man, 
Uh, book your tickets. Get your hotel. It's relatively cheap right now. It's going to get more expensive. We're going to be out there. I'm trying to find a place to host a draft party for the 49ers uh, fans out there where we can talk and just do kind of a live show, hang out. We did. It was so awesome. And, you know, when we did it in Miami, uh, absolute sold out the event. So, possibly get a couple players to come out and sign some autographs. That's what we're working on, uh, contacting some venues now. So stay tuned, as always. And, man, you know, as we're watching the film there, you see a forced fumble caused by number 15. Uh, He's a hell of a player in the box. Wish I could see more back-end kind of coverage plays from him, uh, covering a lot of territory. He's always in the right place. I just want more plays, interceptions, passes, defense. And we just... You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com.